It's Monday, March 13th. Today's WBFO brief was recorded around 8.30 in the morning. This is WBFO News. Here's Jay Moran. On Friday, Erie County District Attorney John Flynn went public regarding the uh, death of Buffalo State student Tyler De- uh, Tyler Lewis. rather. Flynn alleges that Lewis had become friends with four people who would rob marijuana dealers, and Lewis was stabbed by a dealer during a deal gone wrong the night of his death. Flynn spent a considerable portion of the press conference responding to the Lewis family call for action in the case. We have text messages from a girlfriend to the victim, like two months prior to this happening, where the girlfriend's telling the victim, you better be careful about hanging out with these guys. You better watch out who you're hanging out with here. The girlfriend could have told the parents that of the victim months ago. I don't think she did. Flynn said in a press conference that after a long multi-month investigation, he presented the case to a grand jury who decided not to handle or hand down any indictments in the case. The panel overseeing the proposed construction of a $1.4 billion stadium for the Buffalo Bills is set to meet this week, four weeks after the last meeting was abruptly canceled. February 21st meeting of the Erie County Stadium Corp was canceled after board member Paul Brown called on fellow members to vote against documents related to the project. According to the Buffalo News, Brown, president of the Buffalo Building Trades Council, has since reversed his objections. The Wednesday meeting is scheduled for 9.30 in the morning at the University of Buffalo's Center of Excellence in Bioinformatics and Life Sciences. Two more candidates are entering the crowded race to replace Darius Pridgen, who is not seeking re-election for his Ellicott District Common Council seat. Former Buffalo Police Detective Cedric Holloway and veteran of state and local politics Leah Halton Pope announced their candidacies over the weekend. They joined the Reverend Michael Chapman and former State Assembly staffer Matt Deering, who have previously announced their intentions to run. Governor Kathy Hochul and State Attorney General Letitia James are asking the nation's three largest pharmacy chains about their plans to dispense one of two key medicines in a medication abortion after one pharmacy chain. Walgreens says it will not allow the sale of the pill in 21 states where abortion is no longer legal. WBFO Albany correspondent Karen DeWitt has more. Walgreens stopped the sale of mufapristone, one of two drugs used in a medication-induced abortion, after attorneys generals in those states threatened the pharmacy chains with legal repercussions. CVS and Rite Aid have not yet said what they will do. Governor Hochul and New York Attorney General James have written a letter to the heads of the pharmacy chains, putting pressure on them from the other side of the abortion debate. In it, they ask the chains to commit to making medication abortion available in retail and mail-order pharmacies across New York State, where abortion is legal. Hochul, speaking on CNN, says access to the medicines have become even more critical after the U.S. Supreme Court last year in the Dobbs decision reversed nearly 50 years of abortion rights protections. Basically, pharmacies have become the new battleground ever since women's rights were stripped in the overturning of Roe v. Wade last June. So we want to make sure we send a preemptive message that despite the threats that you're receiving from Republican attorneys general, 
that here in states like New York, these rights are protected. We're going to go to the mat and protect them every inch of the way. And if they try to suspend the distribution of this important drug to women in the state of New York, there'll be consequences. A federal judge in Texas is deciding a case that could outlaw mufepristone in all of the states. A lawsuit filed there claims the Federal Food and Drug Administration aired when it approved the drug decades ago. Hochul says if the judge rules against the use of the drug, she and the attorney general will explore legal remedies to allow women in New York to still have access to both pills. We'll make sure that we pursue every remedy available to us to make sure that women in the state of New York at least are protected. But it is heartbreaking. Abortions can still be induced using only the second drug in the regimen, misoprostol, but that method is more painful and poses more health and safety dangers to pregnant people. In Albany, I'm Karen DeWitt. Ontario's fiscal watchdog continues to face challenges. A new report has found that the province will likely not meet its health care goals because of understaffing and underspending. Uh, As correspondent Dan Karpachuk reports from Toronto, a public backlash is growing against Premier Doug Ford's health care plans. Pressure on Ontario's already strained health care system is likely to get worse, according to the Financial Accountability Office. It found that Doug Ford's government will be short more than $21 billion in health spending within five years. And that means not enough hospital beds or staff to keep up with demand. And already, patient complaints about the health care system have increased by more than 40%, especially the bedside manner of the health care workers. Craig Thompson is Ontario's patient ombudsman which to us uh, sort of signals that there is, the system is under strain and people um, typically in, in, in better times, we wouldn't see these kinds of complaints. It's the nature of, of a system that has been asked a, a lot of it um, without the capacity, without the resources, without the people to be able to do it the way that they want to do the job. There were also complaints about hospital security, transfers from hospitals to long-term care homes and long wait times, as well as poor communications. But Health Minister Sylvia Jones is asking people to show a little more patience. Have a little bit of compassion. When you are, you are that individual waiting in the emergency department, make sure that you understand these are challenging times and healthcare workers are doing the best they can. One solution that Ontario has embarked upon is to bring in for-profit private clinics. But Jones says that plan will only make the healthcare system stronger. Ontarians will continue to pay with their OHIP card, never their credit card. Under Premier Ford, that will never change. Our bold and innovative plan will significantly reduce surgical and diagnostic wait times, enhance collaboration across the health system, and ensure patient safety will continue to be paramount. But opposition critics say the new bill isn't clear and doesn't go far enough and is a knee-jerk response to the crisis in the province's health care. That uses this crisis as an excuse to expand for-profit health care in Ontario. Merritt Stiles is the leader of the opposition New Democratic Party. This plan is, is you know, off the rails when it comes to accountability. Uh, no real complaints process, no sense of where the bo- what the body is that's going to ensure that these clinics are inspected. There are also several variables in the Ford government spending plan, including an appeal of a court ruling that legislation capping public sector salaries at 1% for three years infringed on rights of association and collective bargaining, nor does it include future investments. And over the past year, the average stay in hospital emergency departments was more than 20 hours. And the patient's surgical backlog in Ontario, as of September, was a quarter of a million. For WBFO News, I'm Dan Karpinchuk in Toronto.
In sports, the Buffalo Bills say they have signed linebacker Matt Milano to a two-year contract extension. The new agreement runs through 2026 and will reportedly save the Bills $6 million in salary cap space. The Buffalo Sabres are on the road tonight at 7.30 against the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Sabres dropped a 2-1 overtime game to the uh, New York Rangers Saturday and now have lost four straight. Goaltender Eric Comrie and defenseman Matthias Samuelson are injured and are listed as week-to-week forward. Alex Tuck returned to practice and may play tonight. The Leafs will be without forward Ryan O'Reilly, who has a broken finger. And in local college basketball, the University of Buffalo uh, says that uh, Jim Whitesell will not be returning as head coach next year. He been with the program for eight years be sure to like or subscribe so you can help others find this podcast and if you love it by all means leave a review too. the wbfo brief podcast and the award-winning journalism of wbfo's news team is made possible by members thanks for listening